Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast. I am your host, Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to earn more and less time doing work they love for better clients. Just a quick reminder that you can find detailed show notes for this episode at b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 182. And those notes include a summary of our discussion, as well as links to resources we mentioned during the episode. Now, freelancing does not automatically give you freedom. I think that's a common misconception, right? This idea that freelancing equals freedom. And freedom is not the default state of freelancing, not at all. Uh, In fact, I often say that the natural state of freelancing, if you do nothing, if you just kind of sit there and let things happen, is is really bondage. Um, it's, It's not freedom. You have to work to create freedom in your business. Uh, You can set your own schedule, you can have more time flexibility, but you also give up the regular steady paycheck that you may have had as an employee. Of course, it doesn't mean that being an employee means security. That's the other thing, right? But you do lose that predictability. And this income variability that comes with freelancing often drives writers nuts. Now, there are many ways to deal with this income variability. This is a big, big topic and a very important one. Today, we're going to talk about one of them, which is launching a money-making blog as a side hustle to your freelance business. My guest is Alex Nerny. He's the co-founder of Avocado, a popular and profitable health and wellness blog, as well as Create & Go, which is a website dedicated to teaching people how to build a profitable blogging business. In this candid, no-nonsense interview, Alex explains why adding a blog to your freelance writing business is a great way to supplement your writing income and add more predictability to your business, while also enabling you to make better client and project decisions. I think you're really going to appreciate Alex's realistic overview of what it takes to do this successfully. You're not going to find hype. You're not going to find get-rich-quick stuff here. It's just really a straightforward, honest conversation about the ins and outs of making this happen for yourself. I hope you enjoy it. Alex, great to have you on the show, man. Dude, thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. This is a great, great topic. Um, we're going to dive in. I know we're going to explore several really cool, interesting areas about this. We're going to unpack it uh, a bit for the audience. But before we get there, why don't you give us a 30,000-foot uh, overview of your business? Uh, what do you guys do? Uh, what what does it entail? Um, and then we can kind of get a little bit more after that into how you got into this. Yeah, for sure. So our business, essentially, uh, we run a few different blogs, a few different websites. Um, The main two, though, are a website called avocado.com and a website called createandgo.com. And what we do is we, uh, one of those websites is actually um, a weight loss or healthy living blog for women. And the other blog is actually uh, teaches people how to start that. So essentially what happened, um, well, not not to get into the history just yet, but uh, so we blog essentially. We teach people um, how to. We also uh, run a successful blog ourselves, uh, writing the content, managing the content, similar to a lot of the people reading this. Um, we uh, yeah, we write. That's that's 
Very cool. And just uh, I know we'll dive a little bit more into this, but the business model with the blog for advice. Uh, so what you know, how do you get paid? How do you monetize the, the content? So we have a variety of ways that it happens. The main one is that we sell our own courses and we create our own digital products and things that teach people um, certain certain lessons. So one of our blogs, so Avocado, for instance, got really popular in the yoga category. Uh, so we taught people, uh, wrote some ebooks on yoga and uh, started teaching um, about yoga. Uh, that's the main, like the high level way that we make money. And that's actually the direction that I, I try to uh uh, skew people towards along their journey uh, with their writing and with becoming a blogger because it's the way that you control the margins and you control the sales pages. Uh, I know the copywriters in here understand the importance of that. Um, but the other ways that we make money, affiliate marketing as well, mm -hmm. um, make a good chunk from affiliate marketing, probably like 20 percent something like that. The courses are like 70%. And then everything else is just sort of like a trickle in. So it's like, you know, you have some ads here and there. Um, that's, that's actually the main other way is some ads and um, some lighter affiliate marketing, you know, some occasional Amazon associates uh, links here and there. Uh, but that's, that's the general high level. It's probably 70% courses, 20% affiliate marketing, 10% all the, all the others. Interesting. Okay. Um, and, and of course, then the draw is that the blog is the free advice. So you provide good information, uh, actionable information that, that this particular audience or audiences want. And then the uh, the courses, as an example, is where you go deeper. So maybe you provide the, the what and the why and most of the how would be kind of behind a paywall type of situation. Exactly. Exactly. That's, uh, that's funny, man. That was an old Ben Settle lesson copywriting back in the day where you teach them, you know, the what, not the how, I believe is how he put it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, uh, that's kind of an integral part of it. You're teaching pretty high level stuff, and then the courses really go through like, here is exactly what to do. Here is the step by step how it should look. Um, here's the templates, those types of things. Gotcha. So yeah. th let's talk a little bit about the you know kind of the origin story here. I mean, yeah. you got some <laughs> a great uh, story with a lot of twists and turns um, that I know is posted on your site. Uh, but can you give us um, an overview of how how did you arrive here? Yeah, for sure, man. It's been it's been wild. Um, it wasn't uh, wasn't planned out like this, um, but uh, some of the best things just kind of happened. So originally, where I was in life um, before this was I was a personal trainer. I was um, trading my hours for dollars, and I spent a lot of time doing that. Uh, I had always had an interest in online business. It was always something kind of uh, in the back of my brain. I mean, the first time I read the Four Hour Work Week was back in 2010 when I was in college, and I was so inspired by it. Um, so what I did is I tried working for like corporate America, and I bombed twice at that. I absolutely hated it. Um, I remember one one day in particular, almost like uh, getting wanting to get in a physical altercation with my boss, and just realizing like. Maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a, probably when, a good sign. When you're th when you're thinking those thoughts, maybe maybe you should do something else. Um, so I did personal training, and what I liked about it was I was controlling my own schedule and controlling, um, dictating 
a lot more of what I was doing. The problem was, is I was working incredibly hard, you know, waking up really early, uh, working with clients who, um, you know, the funny thing about being a personal trainer is like, you like working out, but that doesn't mean your clients actually like working out. So trading hours for dollars, working with people who didn't really have the same passion for fitness that I did. Um, and so because of that, um, I was like, I got to do something else. I uh, went to um, a forum meetup for a group called the Millionaire Fast Lane, and uh, just was surrounded uh, by these awesome entrepreneurs. Um, actually, the funny thing, I had a client who invited me to it, and then he bailed out at the last second. Um, and so I was just there. I didn't know anybody. I was the very uh, odd, the black sheep of the group. I was like, who, who's this guy? Uh, but I just saw these awesome entrepreneurs all all making successful businesses all kind of in the online arena. And it really inspired me. So got back uh, to Dallas. So this is 2015. Started working on a website. Uh, and I didn't know much m- more about it than I'm just going to create a website and create content and see if I can get people to visit. And um, at the time, uh, Lauren, uh, my co-founder, saw me working on it as well. And um, essentially what happened was I was working on some of the graphic design elements of the website. And she saw how, how horrendous they were. And just essentially kind of moved me over from the chair. I was like, let me let me help you with this. Uh, and and so just started building these businesses. And, and I didn't realize like we were building a blog at the time. But uh, it just kind of happened naturally. So we were building it and uh, started to get some traffic way back in, uh, uh, in 2015 from Pinterest of all places. Wow. And, and what was the topic of that first blog? What ended up being a blog? Yeah. So actually our the very first one was called Health and Happy Hour. And the idea was, uh, yeah, you, you I, I, get it. yeah, I'm just, my mind is racing there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that one didn't, that one didn't work. That okay. one, that one <laughs> I, lo- yeah. I love the title. I know everybody loves the title, but it just didn't work. Another great lesson in blogging. The titles really uh, don't determine your success. Um, but the, that one failed. Uh, and then we started another one, uh, called avocado and the whole idea the whole central purpose was like this healthy living blog for women. And I uh, started to write about that again. Lauren was a vegan. I was a personal trainer. It just seemed fitting to write about, you know, a health topic. And so we, we did, we did avocado and, um, you know, this, this blog started gaining some real traction. Uh, and by real traction, I just mean visitors. We weren't making any money. Uh, and so we we're making no money at the time, except for with our, you know, she was a CPA. I was a personal trainer. And so we just, one day we were on a hike in Seattle and uh, it was just this gorgeous hike. And we're like, what if we just quit? You know, what if we just went all in with this thing and like really dedicated uh, all of our time to it? And so we committed to a year. Um, we said, all right, we're going to sell all of our things. We're living in uptown Dallas in this expensive apartment. Like we're going to sell all of our things. We're going to move into my dad's house in Seattle. And we're going to work 24-7 on this blog and just see what happens. Um, at the time, we were already sacrificing a lot of our weekends, a lot of our um, – a lot of time with friends and hard things to sacrifice. Uh, and we were sick of feeling like we weren't getting ahead. We felt like we were always just spinning our wheels and uh, that there was always more month than money despite making a good amount of money. And so what we did is we we just quit and we went all in, like sold all. I mean, I still have the photo of the five bags that we took to Seattle where all of our possessions fit in. And, uh, and we just... We went all in and um, at the time had that blog, had traffic, and then just started step by step trying to monetize. And we we got burned by so many products at the time. You know, we were trying 
our, our willingness to try everything was really a, a big key to our success. But we had bought a ton of courses, a ton of products, a ton of things, and 99% of them uh, didn't uh, didn't help. And um, and it was very frustrating and really hard. Um, but because we were all in, um, things just started to work and started to bounce our way. You know, that we started to double our income you know, every month, the first month was like 50 bucks, hundred bucks, but the next month was 200 and then it was 400. And then it was, um, more and more and more. And, uh, we eventually kept scaling up and, uh, it kind of got crazy. We, um, we doubled our income until this one month where we made 40 grand in a single month. And that was like the most life changing, altering, uh, mind bending thing. And we were just so, uh, it was just, it was just amazing. And, wow. uh, from then, so what we did is we, you know, avocado was doing so well and this is avocado or health blog. And what we saw was like the most people teaching this information on like how to make money blogging and how to really monetize something were full of uh, crud. You know, they, they weren't, uh, they weren't, uh, they didn't really know. They were just kind of talking, talking out their, out their tails, if you will. And there is a lot of just, trash out there in this topic, isn't there? It is. It is an enormous amount. And we know that better than anybody because we had spent thousands of dollars. I mean, I'm sure I spent, you know, 15 grand, 10 grand just on buying products and trying them and realizing that these people don't know what they're talking about. When you say products, meaning like many of them online courses on how to do that, right? How to start a blog and monetize and make a living off of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was on, it was on those topics. It was on and these people, these, these gurus, you know, and stuff like that. And we just, I realized like I wanted to create something that actually made sense to people. Obviously I, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I was financially motivated to, to make create and go. And so it was Lauren and that's why we started it. But we knew what we could bring to it was something, um, there's something different was something that, no, this is, we know because we started this completely separate blog, we know the pain that you're going to go through and the struggles and the frustrations and the sacrifices you're going to have to make to make it successful. And that was why Create and Go got built. And today, Create and Go um, helps an enormous amount of people. Um, we've helped retire a bunch of people. People go full-time. Our goal is to help people go full-time uh, blogging, but to do it in a way that creates like a, a massive amount of passive income um, where you are not so bound and chained to those hours, chained to those working for those clients that you don't like and chained to um, these deadlines and due dates. You know, we wake up, we still work hard. I still love working. I love what we do. Um, but, you know, Lauren is out in Bolivia right now, um, you know, that, and that's the freedom and she works when she wants. And I'm out here in Austin. I work when I want. And that's the freedom that our, our blogs and our businesses have bought us. That's really cool. So uh, it sounds like you built the the health blog, Avocado, right, to, to a point where it was really doing well financially and supporting you guys. Um, but th all with this idea that, you know, as we're doing this and trying a bunch of different things, we're documenting what works and doesn't work. And we eventually would like to teach others how to do this so they don't have to make the same mistakes we made. Was that, you know, a lot of what was going on in your, in your mind? For sure, and and obviously, I don't want to I don't want to sugarcoat it, right? We we were my we were money motivated to make create and go. So Absolutely, there's, there's, yeah, yeah. But it was it was definitely something where we looked around it. We would just read our articles from other bloggers, like teaching blogging about blogging, and just be like, "That's so wrong." I I, I and it was hard for me not to like make a comment on their post and be like, "No, like this is not correct." 
Um, but I, <laughs> I held myself back and just decided to we'd start our own blog and try to teach people. And, the, and again, the best part of it is, you know, we've had um, multiple people, you know, make six figures and way more than that uh, from our advice and from our courses. And, and that's been a very fulfilling thing. So that's amazing. I'm curious, going back to those early days, it took a few months for you to even be able to to live uh, and pay bills off of this. Um, How did you stay focused and motivated when it just, you weren't getting those results and and it took so long? You know, it it was hard. There's this certain amount of um, dumb optimism anybody who comes into this space needs to have because really for a long time, I always... I always told Lauren, it was like I would go to bed with anxiety because of how hard I was working and how little how little it felt like it moved the needle. But then I'd wake up the next morning and I'd feel feel good about myself and then I'd just drown myself in a ton of coffee and, and go at it again. I, I equated it to like a boxing match where you just get knocked down every day and your job is to like slowly stand back up and do it again. Um, and it was, it was hard. And like, and that's, that's another big thing that we talk about on the blog was like, we'd make tremendous amount of sacrifices. We stopped uh, hanging out with friends, um, really all together. Like most weekends we would go, um, you know, and, uh, we would just be working on our blog the whole weekend. Um, yeah, there was a ton of sacrifice that needed to be made. We we never sugarcoat that. And, and, you know, when I say working on the blog, I mean, so it was creating content, it was just, uh, setting up. Uh, maybe executing the strategy, right? Looking for affiliate partners, creating these courses. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into this. You know, a lot of people think that the stuff kind of creates itself. Right. Uh, you know how we always say it is blogging is an A to Z thing. There's this, there's this cute, incorrect concept where people think that, oh, you know, there's this one thing. And when I start focusing on the one thing, all, all the dominoes fall. It's not true. So blogging is A to Z. So A could be uh, your idea and your concept for your blog. And Z is the time when someone is so happy with your product or service that they are recommending it unsolicited to other people. And the B, you know, the B through, you know, Y are all of the other steps. We're talking about the copywriting uh, the creating your own product, the ability to make a good headline, the how to engage with an audience, how to build a community. Um, these are all steps that you have to learn along the way. And they're all skills that one has to learn in order to have success. That That's a great point, Alex, because a lot of people think that it's, you know, they think content and they think promotion, traffic, you know, those basic things. And those are definitely some of those steps you mentioned, but there's so important. much in the middle. Yeah, they're all so important. Much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as you know, my audience is is maybe a little bit different in that. Um, so they're writers and copywriters and they're already on their own. Most of them are already on their own. Some of them are still doing this as a, as a side hustle while they keep their day job, but most of them are entirely on their own. I think one advantage that they have is that they already, um, many of them have the discipline and the understanding of what it takes to be self-employed. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm curious, you know, so somebody in this situation, um, is this model um, a, a viable model for supplementing their income, considering the work that goes into this? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like this is like perfect for you because because you already have one of the hardest skills down. Knowing how to copyright is difficult, and knowing how to just write good content that engages readers is a skill 
that um, you can actually get away with not having and starting a blog, but when you have it, uh, it takes everything to the next level. So I think you have almost the most difficult skills down, right? The discipline of managing your own time, the ability to write, um, the talent to do so. Those are those are some of the hardest parts. The next steps really are having like a set plan for that A to Z part, right? Because the the thing about it is that when you don't have you know step D down, like you you could have E through you know E through G down, but if you don't have the step before that. Um, people don't get there. So I equate it um, to writers. You all know, understand the importance of a great headline. I could write the most amazing content about a particular topic, uh, something super engaging and super, uh, j- just an incredible piece of content. But if that headline is not good, nobody clicks. If nobody clicks, nobody goes and reads the article and that article will fall. So um yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I, I think, and yeah, you're right. So if you already have that, that's one of the things that keeps so many people from even starting a blog. Cause I've talked to non-writers who try to do this and that was the biggest stumbling block. Um, one thing, and I'd love to hear your take on this. Uh, one thing that I tell uh, writers and copywriters who are looking to side, uh, start a side hustle like this is man, one thing you need to be ready for is this is like starting another full scale business. And by that, I mean, like you you think you're book solid now with client work, Uh, try starting exactly what you started a few years ago while you have this thing. So it's like doubling what you have now. And because I think a lot of them think, oh, you know, I'll just do it in my in my spare time. And then they don't realize that right now the way they're running their business, there is no spare time. So mm-hmm. for somebody with very because I know you run into the same thing, even with people who are traditionally employed, you know, how do you wedge this in? You know, especially if you got yeah. other obligations like, you know, family and kids and like all this other stuff. And life, just general life yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. The uh so the big one, so here's how I'd relate it to, and here's here is my feelings on it. I was not a writer at the time, but I was a personal trainer. And so I was, you know, very aware of myself trading hours for dollars, like uh, many of the people listening to this. And there was this, the book that I read that really clarified a lot for this for me was The Millionaire Fastlane. Um, Still shout out to MJ DeMarco. Great dude. But he talks a lot about where your hours are being spent and the goal with said hours, right? So you can, um, it didn't matter how many clients I really got, like there was just going to be a peak to what I could make as a personal trainer. Same goes with a freelancer, same goes with a copywriter. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some, some amazing copywriters make a ton of money, but you are still bound to somebody else's, um, somebody else's schedule. And so because of that, uh, I had to escape that. And so what the book clarified was where my hours were being spent and what the end goal with those hours were. And so what happened was I would start to knock off to gain more time, obviously, obviously you're you're gonna have to throw the book at it, right? You're going to have to spend your nights, your weekends, your spare time doing this stuff. But what I also started to do was to, I had a full schedule of clients at the time, I started to knock them off one by one to get those hours back. And, and so what I do is I'd obviously look at, hey, here's my lowest paying client. Here's the client that I really don't like working with. And I would you know give those to other personal trainers and then add more hours to the thing that ultimately was going to make me passive income or, or a particular type of income that wouldn't be so bound to the hours that I spend. Um, and that was the process. It wasn't a all, you know, one day I quit all my, it was more like 
I knocked off this client and then I knocked off that client and to spend this time on my blog. And then I treated it like a business, right? You know, I, there were times when I would wake up at, you know, five o'clock, four 30 in the morning before personal training clients at six 30, uh, to go to Starbucks, uh, and to drink coffee and to write. And I, I don't know, there's, the, there's that certain process of, of discipline, um, that, that feels good when you're, when you're working towards this path of, of creating your dream and creating, um, creating your own business. And uh, I just started to get momentum like that. Uh, and so essentially if you have kids and you have uh, all these other uh, obligations and responsibilities, I get it. Um, I done, I didn't have kids at the time, but I understand when you have those responsibilities, but you have to be the most diligent manager of your time and where your time is being placed, right? Do you really, how I tell it's kind of cold advice, but like I, I, a lot of our readers are women. And so, you know, I say something like, do you really need to go to your son's soccer game when he's terrible at soccer? And this is the ninth game of the season and the game really doesn't matter. Or could you spend that time working towards something to build a better future for him? Right. That that's what I equate it to. I, uh, again, I know cold advice, but, um, I think it's important. Yeah. You know, I think it, it becomes kind of a uh, – there's a pecking order here. Um, and yeah. I know exactly where you're coming from. But the way I would look at it and the way I know I, I did it because I started my freelance business as a side hustle. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's figure out where I'm spending my time and let's start with the easy stuff first. You know, yeah. Let's, yeah. There was no Netflix at the time. That's how long this was. But um, let's let's <laughs> take out all the Netflix binge watching. Okay, let's remove all the stuff that's wasteful and it's not really adding joy to my life. Um, Let's wake up a little bit earlier. Let's work. You know, right. I told myself the story that, well, I can't really work past a certain time because, you know, I'm I'm a morning person. Well, let's try it. Let's put it in 8 to 10 p.m. And so you do these things. And many times when you add all that up. You can actually get so much done. You may not have to cut out some of the things that are now becoming uh, that you really guard. Um, you know, just as, as a soccer game example, sometimes that's what it's going to have to give. I do think, though, that when it comes to making those decisions, you're going to be a better steward of your time because mm-hmm. now you're making real sacrifices. You know, absolutely. And now yeah. you become much more focused um, and productive during that time, as opposed to wasting it and then feeling bad. And then creating this whole mess for yourself emotionally because oh I missed the game you know mm-hmm. um, so I'm 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 with you you know in in you to your point if you really want this and and you're driven you have a strong purpose um, you, you will do it absolutely you know the cool thing about blogging Ed, is that really it's not as much a talent thing as much of it's more of who can put in more work and more willing to do it. Lauren and I brought nothing to the table that was uh, superhuman. It was just, we had a really high work capacity. That was it. And yeah. so, and, and I think that's such a relieving thing to know that, you know, what's going to separate me from success is is just the work instead of like some sort of alternate ether it's not like becoming an actor where you're like hoping for your big break it's more like manual time being placed into something and knowing where that's heading or a natural talent it's like oh i don't know if i have that in me right right that's, so right. Yeah. you can 
hard work, focused hard work trumps any of that natural vulnerability and, and all that. Um, so it, it kind of as we start wrapping things up, um, what I'd love for listeners to walk away with, because I think you get a heavy dose of reality and I appreciate that and I totally respect that. But there's a lot of steps, like you mentioned, A to Z. Um, if you were to think of um, how people could get started, like they love mm-hmm. the idea, maybe some big, um, just general steps that to get them thinking through what it's going to take and how to think about the the, the launch, deciding what it might be, uh, how to get this thing off the ground, how to run it, and so forth. Could you walk us through some basic steps? Yeah, for sure. So uh, a big part of this, uh, kind of an underlying theme, is uh, throwing a bunch of stuff up at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, is really how it's done best. So with our blog, Avocado, right, we wrote some yoga articles and people really liked our take on yoga because it was instead of coming at it from the spiritual aspect, we came at it from this sort of objective. Here are the scientific studies on yoga and here are the benefits it can have for you. So people really liked it. I didn't know that I would create a yoga product one day, but I just saw that people were really responding to this and I listened to them. So because of that, your actions that you should be taking all have to do with I'm doing things and then listening or I'm paying attention. Um, the first place that I would say is to start. Um, and I know that's like pretty typical advice and like woo woo rah rah sort of stuff, but it's true because the only feedback you can truly get is from the actions that you take. We uh, we have a simple post on how to start a blog. I'm sure you've seen lots of them before. Uh, and then I have a very in-depth video on how to make money blogging uh, that you guys can go watch on our, our YouTube channel. Um, one common thread that we do get from uh, most of our successful students is they go back and they sort of binge watch our YouTube videos. Uh, I have ones from three years ago where I'm in Nicaragua and look like I'm homeless. <laughs> My hair is long and, and greasy and uh, um, not that great. Uh, but those things um, those things are, are seem to be extreme commonalities between people who are um, who are finding success uh, with our programs. I, I would start there. Um, and you know, we have all this stuff and all these details on our website and this isn't trying to, you know, trying to drive you, drive you there. But I do think that reading someone's story and going through, uh, the mental process of preparing yourself would be good. I I think the expectations are all there, um, which I think is super important because it it wasn't an overnight thing for us. It feels overnight, uh, but it was just a ton of manual hours, uh, that actually went into it, went into having success. You could be in different spots and different advice will work better for you. Again, if you're really feeling like right now your hours for dollars are being traded and not in a way that you like as a freelancer or as a copywriter, Millionaire Fastlane, go read that book because it just really, what it happened for Lauren, uh, and I, and this story is kind of weird, but like it really, I gave it to her and it gave her anxiety. Um, and but it was a good thing because it showed her where her life was heading and what she wanted from life was different from that. And she became motivated, inspired, uh, and passionate about making something different. Uh, so if you really feel like you're stuck in that lane, um, that book is really excellent at clarifying, um, oh, this is where I need to be spending my time instead of with these high price clients. You know, like, and I'm talking like, even for the copywriters who are making a lot of money, you know, I was giving up clients who are paying me a hundred, $120 an hour. 
at the time as a personal trainer. Um, and, but I knew what I was trying to build. Um, those, those are probably some of the more helpful resources that I would have. And, and that's good. We'll definitely include some links to your to your site, YouTube channel, uh, Millionaire Fast Lane. Um, I'm curious in terms of a good starting place for people, um, you know, because we could throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall. But do you advise people to start kind of with what they know? Uh, yes. Where they already have a passion? Yeah. So I, I kind of clarify it as you should start with something either you are interested in or have a passion about. A lot of people can get dissuaded from the word passion. They'll be like, oh, I don't have a passion or uh, whatever. You know, like they'll think that they don't. And another way to look at it is like if you were just sitting there with your friends and family at like the dinner table of Thanksgiving and you were put on the spotlight of a topic, here's the topic we would like Ed to talk about today. And, and you just wanted to speak from the heart of something that you really like just can talk about. That is a good place to start. Because a blog is just a blog is a long conversation with people. It's just an extended conversation. So if you start out, um, a big mistake people make is they start out just focusing on the money. Um, you can make. I know a guy that makes twenty grand a month, uh, you know, on his herb blog. You know, like literally on the weeds in your yard, um, picking those and turning those into like soups and remedies and stuff like that. Twenty grand a month. Right. And that's in pretty much passive income. So it's like um, start with something that you care about and uh, are, are going to be able to talk a lot about with your audience. Don't start in insurance because people make a lot of money. Don't start in making money online because, oh, people make a lot of money making money online. Start in the thing that if, if your family and friends like that you could go on about and that you could talk about. That's the best place for you to start. That is sound advice because if you're going to have to write about this for a long time, yeah. uh, <laughs> if you're picking something based on some sort of weird research and analysis you did on yeah. what the hottest categories are, you're going to get really sick of it soon. So, yeah, that's a great uh, litmus test. What could you talk about in front of your family? Even better, like if, if you could only talk about this stuff uh, for, for the next several years, what would you pick? You for know? sure. So you wouldn't yeah, you know, it. Ed, it's a, it's such a good it's such a good thought and litmus test because too, you know, it, it doesn't have to be something like that you um, know everything about. It can be something that you just have this natural internal curiosity about, or something like you want to learn more about, or something like that's always spoken to you. Like maybe you're like super into the environment, right? And like making you know the like do that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, of course, you can then uh, pare down your list. And, you know, if you have a few things that fall into those categories, uh, then you could you could narrow it down, but start with your interest um, in, in what you really know and are passionate about. I think that's 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 great advice. Um, so anything that we didn't talk about, Alex, that, that that I didn't ask you about that you feel is is essential for someone considering this path? You know, I think we. Oh, you know what we didn't, you know, if you're stuck in that income variability um, yes. part of your life where there's like really great uh, weeks and not so great weeks, um, I want to extend some encouragement. And actually, you know, we have this post on it, um, mm. but I'll just tell you, um, it just talks about um, the phases of really success in blogging, but they're really the phases of success in life. Um, and they talk about like what I call the poop phase. 
And this is the phase where everything you do doesn't succeed because um, you just don't have the skill set for things just yet. You're learning these skills. Uh, and so like you work really hard, but don't get anything back. Uh, but then there's this, what I, what I refer to as the teenager phase. Uh, and that's because the emotional ups and downs of, um, of your business, because one day you make a ton of sales or you get this really big client or something really bounces your way. It feels good. And then the next day your website crashes or like you lose a really big client or like, um, you're suddenly in the dumps again. Right. And then it goes back up and back down and back up and back down. Um, if you feel this way, um, this is, you can control this. Um, this is what happened with our our websites and, and our blogs is that we realized like through the proper creation of this plan, we sort of escaped this emotional ups and downs that come with this income variability. And the way you do that, I mean, the technical way that you do that, you know, through the driving of organic traffic to automated email sequences um, and really truly knowing and developing like a relationship with your audience and building communities, like that's the technical way to do it. But you can escape um, that crazy income variability and those emotional highs and lows by creating uh, this actual system. Um, and then it gets really fun because once you have that system created, well, then you get to focus on the things that you really like, right? You can focus on scaling what you do. Um, you can focus on going on great podcasts like this one or, um, you know, doing the things that, doing things that you enjoy that can take um, your income to the next level because it can be just so so difficult feeling like um, you're just being blown by the winds. Uh, but that's that's one thing I would say is that you, you definitely can uh, control that um, that income variability uh, that you feel. And that's by, you know, that is by creating your own audience. It's by creating uh, your own business, your own um, having your own your own customers, your own fans, your own people who are really dedicated to you and what you have to say. And that's how you escape um, uh, that feeling. Um and I just, it's a feeling that I know all too well. Yeah. Well, my audience knows it very, very well. And yeah. one of the things that I try to tell people to recognize is the fact that when you have another source of income, what it does, and it's reliable, it frees you up to make better decisions on uh -huh. your core business. Because now you're able to take on the better clients as opposed to, well, I got to take this guy on because, you know, I got to pay bills. And now when you have this other source of income, that things get a lot easier in that regard. So it creates kind of a virtuous cycle, if you will. Ed, you're dropping all the bombs that I agree with, man. Like I couldn't <laughs> agree. I couldn't agree more. Like I always heard it phrased as like you have um, you, you're trying to fill up a pool. And you have hoses going into the pool. If you only have one hose going into the pool, you know, when, you know, a squirrel like choose a, you know, choose a hole in the line and like, you know, you lose a big client, like it comes hard. But when you have five hoses in the pool and something happens to one of those hoses, you are less emotionally tied to that thing. And it raises up the decisions that you make. And there's, there's so much power in that. Let's get more hoses in the pool. Absolutely. <laughs> Alex, uh, where can we learn more about you, your work? And of course, we're going to create um, some links and include them in the show notes. But where should I send folks who are interested in learning more? For sure. So the you know the easiest way is createandgo.com. That's uh, where we teach everybody from the aspect of like what we built with our health and wellness blog um, to having success. Um, createandgo.com is great for that. 
The other place, again, as mentioned before, is like our YouTube channel. Uh, I, you know, I was just trying to drop, you know, like uh, <laughs> drop uh, links in there. It was yeah, more like any any useful resource, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I wanted to know where, hear it. I wanted I wanted them to know where my heart was at with that. Like we just we get a lot of people that um, go through those old videos, and I think sometimes like seeing like. Mm, <laughs> seeing somebody like at the beginning and then like seeing the progress all, all the way till now where we make like a hundred grand per month blogging, that can be like a fun thing to see. So like you're going through those YouTube videos and like just watching some of them, getting a feel for it. I really feel like, you know, I don't really try to send people to like some sort of email opt-in or something right now um, because I just feel like you will either really resonate with what I have to say or you don't. And we don't, you know, if you're going to be an email star- subscriber just because like I send you to some like, ooh, some ultra cool resource, uh, I don't think you get the right subscriber on the list. Uh, and so like, just just go to our website, go to our YouTube channel, create and go, uh, our brands create and go. And if you're feeling what you're feeling, you're feeling what I have to say, uh, that's awesome. And we'd love to have you you join the team. The, other, the only other resource is we have this um, group called Honest Bloggers. Uh, it's just like a group, a Facebook, typical Facebook community. I will warn your audience. Your audience is a little higher level. Uh, some of those people are asking very more like typical, like technical, like where, why is my blog post not showing up? WordPress questions. So um, don't get don't, don't get discouraged if you get in there and are like, oh, this isn't for me. Um, we do have like higher level resources in those things. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's why I'd say that's why I say you can get started. Excellent. We'll make sure to include those links. And Alex, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Wonderful information. I appreciate your um, your the the candid feedback and advice you you gave us here, as opposed to making it sound like this is all rainbows and unicorns because it's it's not. But the result um, when you do it right and you work for it can be fantastic. So thank you for that. No problem. Are you sure it's not just all laptops on the beach, Ed? It is. Sure? Uh, I would not take a laptop to the beach, first of all. So when it's I see a laptop work. at the beach, I cringe. <laughs> I, I've done it before, and it's sandy, and you can't see your screen because the sun. Yes, <laughs> especially now with the newer screens, right? You know, there are <laughs> back back in the day when I had the um, uh, the the different screen that wasn't uh, didn't reflect as much light. Right. You, maybe right. you could get away with it. Now just just leave it in your room. There's there's no Wi Fi in there. <laughs> there's no Wi Fi. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Thank Alex. You. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on. No problem, man. Take it easy. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at B2Blauncher.com.